Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're talking about 1993's The Sandlot, directed by David Mickey Evans, starring Tom Geary and Mike Vitar, and a lot of other kids that you will recognize, mm-hmm. and if you've grown up to recognize. Yes. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched another movie for kids. It was an animated feature. I the the director's name escapes me at the moment, but it was called The Secret of Kells. Um, nice. I was thinking yeah. about that today. It's it's a fine film. Yeah, it's about um, like a monastery in the Middle Ages, and there's a lot of uh, great intrigue in it and a lot of great ideas, and it's a it's a good time. So I, yeah, I saw the trailer for it today. Okay. I was thinking maybe that's something we should do on the show, and I'm surprised you brought it up. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. that's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. I uh, also watched an animated film, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. It was nominated for Best Animated in 2014. Okay. It's from Studio Ghibli. Yeah. It's a a Takahata, not a Miyazaki film. Yep. It's about a bamboo cutter finds this girl in the woods and in the palm of his hand, and she grows rapidly Mm. like Jack, and uh, it's better than Jack. (laughs) Like Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He wants her to be a princess, and it's basically a... uh, being told to do what you don't want to do kind of story. Yeah. And then there's a twist at the end about the magic that's with her. And uh, it's got the Studio Ghibli charm there at the end. But it was all right. Sweet. Yeah, okay. It was okay. So now let's talk about The Sandlot. Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. There's a, a group of kids in the early 60s. They get together in a, an abandoned baseball field. And they, they get together for, for like simulated games. And they just they just play baseball all day long. There's there's eight of them, and then the, uh, a new kid moves into the neighborhood. Smalls, our kind of protagonist of the mm-hmm. story, and he becomes their friend. And the 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 place they play at is near a junkyard or like a salvage operation with a house attached to it. And there's this dog that's there, you know, that they call the Beast because they they it's an English Mastiff that they think is you know the size of of a house, but, yeah, um, and that eats kids and everything. It's got like <laughs> a legend behind it and stuff, and, right? Uh, through a series of a bunch of stuff, they ended up like every time a ball goes over the fence, they know it's lost because they can't get to it. And a very valuable ball goes over the fence and they have to figure out a way to get it. So that's the story. That's what happens. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to mention why we picked these movies now. Uh And I picked this one because it's a movie I grew up with. Yeah. And I'll come at it right at the front and say it. I love this movie, Mm -hmm. partly because I grew up with it, but I actually do like this movie. And I wanted to see what you thought about it also. So that's yeah. kind of why I picked it. And I know you're a baseball guy. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is your kind of thing. Absolutely. Even though it is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that's why I picked this one. Okay. I want to talk about, can we talk about like some of the baseball stuff in it? Yeah. Let's go baseball. Okay. Um, one thing I loved, some baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is, I, I didn't grow up with the movie like you did, but I had seen it before. But seeing it now, I was able to kind of appreciate things that I may have missed before. Yeah. The uniform stuff that's in the movie is really kind of a feast for the eyes um, if you're into these kinds of aesthetics. There's there's yeah, a yeah. website called uniwatch.com. It's by this guy, Paul Lucas. He's been doing it for years and years, and he just writes about... He writes about a lot of things in different arenas, but on this particular thing, he writes about sports uniforms, and I've I've just been always been a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love talking about uniforms and thinking about them. And this movie has one really great touch. One of the guys has a has an L.A. Angels hat from 1962 that's got a halo on the top of it. It's perfect. I mean, like like I was just like they got that right because that's what the Angels hats looked like back then. Wow, it's got a white helmet, a white hel- halo that looks like. It was drawn on with chalk, or it looks like a yarmulke or yeah, something. Yeah. 
it's a halo because that's what the angels had. There's some really cool socks in the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> by the bad kid team. Yeah, the bad uh, guy kids. Yeah, the, the, I guess they're called the Tigers, um, and they have some really attractive stirrups. Yeah, th- this this is a, a, a very aesthetic uh, aesthetic movie. And, and like, uh, you know, Benny um, has, a, has a great Dodger cap uh, yeah. that he wears throughout the film. And uh, Benny's got a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, all of his uniforms are cool. He's got a lot of pendants and posters and stuff in yes. his bedroom. Did you notice yes. anything all in there? Yes, all those pendants. Is it, is yeah. it all time appropriate it, and it, it looked all pretty legit to me. And he's got like all different teams. In fact, every every room we go into that has baseball memorabilia, it doesn't have just one team on it. They have like pendants from a bunch of teams. Mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of Indian stuff and a bunch of Brave stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. You know, So everybody's just a fan of everything, apparently, which is, that's fine with me. Maybe they just wanted to like add color to it, but I was like, that's a good touch. Yeah, and I think Benny, the Jet Rodriguez, uh, yeah. Would be a kid who loves every team just because he loves baseball so sure, much. Sure, you know? yeah. Even growing up in, uh, I guess this is California. I think it's around the Los Angeles region. Yes, somewhere out there. Right. It would explain the Angel Caps and the, and the Dodger Cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happens is Scotty Smalls moves out to this area and has mm-hmm. to make friends, like you said. At first, he he doesn't have any friends, and he's always making a fool of himself. Apparently, he's, yeah. He's too much in his head. He's too smart. He's too nerdy. Whatever. So he, his mom, uh, played by Karen Allen, encourages him to go out and, you know, get in trouble for Christ's sake and <laughs> don't just sit here and play yeah. with Tinker Toys, you know, or <laughs> Erector Set. Yes. Which was a great speech because, you know, this mom loves him, you yeah. can tell. Mm-hmm. So he goes out and tries to make friends and fails. And the only one who's not making fun of him is Benny Rodriguez. Uh-huh. And he actually gives him a chance the next day. And they end up going out there and making friends. Uh, after a couple more failed attempts, did yeah. Benny not giving up on this kid? Benny is the like he's the best kind of cool kid, and I knew a kid like Benny. I was going to ask you if you knew any Bennies. I did. I th- there was a kid at my school like growing up that was a lot like him. He was awesome. He was like really well loved. He was like the most popular kid in the school. Everybody wanted to be him, mm-hmm. and he was actually a really good guy too. Like, That's like cool. He just had everything going for him, just like Benny does. He's he was tall and good looking and athletic, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know th- these guys did exist. Th- th- there was a Benny in real life, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. And then there's all these other kids are in real life too, you know. Yes, I had friends like every one of these kids, you right? Know? And I think that's something the movie gets right is that they really make you feel like you're in a, like your childhood hangout, you know, yeah. like. I don't know about you, but I had a lot of friends like that, like I just said, and we would just hang out around town, mm-hmm. talk about things like the beast, you know, this exaggerated uh-huh, idea sure. of this man-dog eater thing. Yes. Play baseball, talk about girls. That's what we did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's all you did. It's like this idyllic suburban life of growing up. Right. You know, just carefree, and um, I think they capture that really well in this movie. I think so, too, and I, I, I love the insult war that they have with the, yes. with the Tigers. Um, My son loves that, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, like, of course it's cool when Stephen King writes The Body or Stand By Me, and yeah. and, and it's a lot more sophisticated, and the, they're, they're swearing a lot more. Yeah. But this sounds a lot more like what kids would come up with. Yeah. You know? Pee drinking crap face. Exactly. Buffalo butt breath. Yep. That's stuff kids say. Exactly. Kid insults are just a mad lib of not quite dirty stuff. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> and, uh, 
So the Tigers are the bad guy, other kid baseball team, and they roll up to challenge the Sandlot kids to a yeah. game because – you know, they all suck. They're second rate, except for Rodriguez. They're all an insult to the game. He makes a special yeah. point of saying, of like singling out Benny and said, yep. except for Rodriguez, you guys are all shit. Yeah, because he wants Benny on his team. He's the best player probably in town. He is. Yeah. And then you see that happen. Oh, yeah. You know, these kids are all better than them because they smoke them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that exchange is great. And it ends with, you play ball like a girl. Yes. Which... Is something I've heard said uh, several times when I was a kid. Of course. It, it's a schoolyard insult yeah. that is probably still used t- today. I'm sure it's always been used. It's probably um, not the best thing to say to somebody. No, I'll tell you what. There's girls out there that can play ball way better than me. I mean. A lot of them. They're three times the man that, that many men are. Yeah, <laughs> yes. of course. <laughs> when it comes to all this kind of stuff. Having great skill. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good insult anymore. <laughs> but you know, but it works in 1993. Um, and they, the, the other baseball thing I wanted to touch on was like, this was something that doesn't happen anymore. You left your glove in the field. Like when you went in, when it was your turn to bat, oh, you left it out by the base. Yep. You just took it off and threw it down. They did it in the majors until like the late fifties. God damn, Dave. Yeah. You, you picked up on everything. Dude, I, I had an eagle eye for this stuff. I've yeah. seen this movie a hundred times and I don't, I don't know that stuff. Okay. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but I, I, I know that I, I guess I was just looking for things. Well, you're more you of know? an inside baseball kind of guy yeah. too. I just casually follow it. Right. Right. You live and die by it. I, dude. I, I do. Yeah. It's one of my obsessions. So. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so this beast thing they talk about. Yeah. When you were a kid, was there any kind of little legends or something like that going on? Yes. When we were kids, we would always say this one house was haunted or something. And mm-hmm. uh, or that the we actually had a thing that we called the beast. We probably got it from the, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we called it the beast and it lived in the woods. Uh-huh. We never saw it. But anytime we'd see like an animal r- run by or something, we'd be like, oh, yeah. oh my God, it's the beast. Did you have stuff like that at all? Yeah. We had, um, th- there was a Chinese restaurant in my in my neighborhood that uh, only, that, that didn't open till five o'clock mm-hmm. and the curtains were always drawn and there was, there was a little bit that you could see in there when you peeked inside. Uh-huh. It was next to this arcade we used to go to and we all took turns kind of walking up there and looking in there. And we'd see like somebody's hand doing something. Okay. The guy was probably setting the table, but we had it in our head that this was a, a dojo where people were being killed. <laughs> like a blood sport yes. place? Yes. Like it was, there was a full contact <laughs> kumite situation. That, and that's why the door was locked. Um, and because like the, the, the sign just had a bunch of kanji on it, didn't say anything about a restaurant. So we, we, we just took it as all, all we were. We were dumbass kids in the '80s, so we'd seen too many action movies, and so we just had it in our heads that there was this place where, where you know, um, where really hard, where there was some shit going down. Yeah, you know, and it was in our neighborhood, and we had we just we'd like look at it, and then we'd tell one another what we'd seen. Right, just making it just up. Just making up Just stuff. made it up. Right. I just saw somebody totally get their ass kicked. You know, and it's, it's like <laughs> it was not happening, but we, we claimed it was, you and know. That's what the kids do in this movie. Yes. Like, like they, they say some kid jumped the fence and got eaten by the beast. Yes. And then one kid says, that ain't true. Another kid goes, yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, it You're is. like, yeah, like they know for <laughs> sure. End of story, yeah. you know? Like, that's all the evidence you need. <laughs> right. <laughs> he jumped the fence and they never heard from him again, you know? <laughs> yeah, he got eaten. Yeah, that's not what really happened. Like, you not. find out at the end of the movie, you know? Yeah. They have this big grand concept of the beast, and at the end, they try to get the, the Babe Ruth baseball back, right. like you said. That's right. 
kind of the main conflict in the movie there. Yes, the the baseball it belongs to uh, Small's a stepfather, played by Dennis Leary. Bill. Yeah, Bill. Um, uh, uh, I hate this dude. <laughs> We can get into Bill a little more in a little sure. bit, but uh, but the yeah. ball belongs to him. It, it's it's sitting in his study. He's got it on. He's got a bunch of baseball memorabilia too, and and like Smalls doesn't know who Babe Ruth is. He he di- he didn't follow baseball. He's just trying to make friends. And yeah. when he when they when they lose their ball at the Sandlot, you know Smalls has to go like produce one because he knows where there's a baseball. So he goes and gets this very valuable ball. Um, and when it goes over the fence from when Smalls' first career home run. That's when the kind of conflict of the movie starts because they have to not only get it back, but they have to replace it before Bill finds out. Mm-hmm. So they buy a, a new ball from the store for they 98 cents ball, or whatever right. and f- put a fake signature on it and stick it back to yep. try to fool Karen Allen. Right. Because Bill's away on business. Yeah, he so. went to Chicago. Right. Yeah, he's gone for a week or so, yeah. and Scotty's the man of the house. Yeah. So, as Bill, as Dennis of course, what him. you do is steal a Babe Ruth autograph and knock <laughs> it out of the park into the clutches of the beast. I, I gotta say, I gotta tell you something here. I, I like okay. First of all, no one doesn't know who Babe Ruth is. No, not I mean, not anybody. No, it, it's it's everyone has heard the name at some point, and no one is that much of a spaz in in sports. Just, oh. Like 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 that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like like you can always tell when someone in a movie is trying to act like they're not good at something. This is like, I mean, no one throws a ball and it like just flutters two feet, you know, from where they, I, it's I'm pretty sorry. It's bad. It's real. And and if you were that bad, you're not getting that good that quick. Yeah. No matter how awesome If someone Benny says, is. did you throw on a paper route? Well, yeah. It's just like that. It's no- <laughs> How would you not be able to relate the two things? You I know, guess like. I know. Yeah. If, if if you threw a newspaper, yeah, obviously you can fling right, just, something else. Just a couple of motivational speeches from Benny and you're good, man. <laughs> you can catch and throw. Well, Benny throws, you know, he's throwing the ball up and hitting it out to the so they can field the ball, you know? Yeah. And he, he has Scotty call it, yeah. hits it right into his, he says, put your glove up and I'll take care I'll of take the rest. I'll take care of the rest. Magically hits it. That's how good he is, dude. Dude, I, I guess so. I mean, he, he ben, Benny can hit it right on the screws and have it land in Smalls's glove 400 feet away. It's pretty stupid, but <laughs> man, I can. I'm not gonna lie. I love it, man. It's I, magical. I, I was, I'm a sucker for and it. And then too, all yeah. the kids love Scotty Smalls <laughs> because he made a catch, and and you know, and because Benny helped him out. I, it's yeah. I mean, I think they're more so just following Benny's lead. They're like, well, yeah. Benny sees something in this kid, true, you know. And every single one of these kids look up to Benny. Oh, he's their hero. Like yeah. he's the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's their hero. Yep. And if he says it, it goes. You true. know, they're the there's droogs. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they are. Yeah, um, and aside from like the actual conflict of the baseball that they're trying to get back, there's also kind of these vignettes that the gang, um, yeah, like their their side adventures that they it's, get it's into. It's just you know summertime adventures you have when you're jumping fences with yep. your friends. That's mm-hmm. all this is. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. They they go to the the local fair at one point, and um, that's they, after they beat the tigers. Yes, they go they, to celebrate. Yes, and 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 that <laughs> that thing with the tigers too. Like when they beat them, I, I really liked how it was just a montage of them killing, of of them kicking their asses. Oh yeah, it was what, like all the know, slides, right? Yeah, <laughs> everybody's you know like hitting it in every gap and everything. It was pretty sweet. And Ham is playing catcher and he's uh, talking shit to oh, all the batters. Yeah, that's it's pretty funny. Pretty great, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> the music's great too. Oh man. yeah, it's cool. It's Actually, a, I think know. the soundtrack in this movie's really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and there's a Fourth of July scene with Ray Charles singing oh, "America the Beautiful," and it just makes you tear up. That's and, an excellent choice, man. It it's probably my favorite part of the movie. Yep. It's just like wow. He did that at the 2001 World Series too. He was actually live at the at you know. Oh man, yeah, at the game. That's pretty, great. Pretty awesome. Um, but when they one of the one of the things that they, that they show is um, them after they you know they're celebrating like you said the win over the Tigers and they they get their hands on some Big Chief tobacco. And decide to, because the big leaguers do it, that they're going to, like, take a plug and, you know, start dipping. And they go on this... This county fair, this rickety ride that, that that one of these county fair things that, like, it just spins and then spins, you know... Yeah, it's called the Trabant. The (laughs) Trabant, That's right. And uh, they they, they do a close-up on each kid, like, getting that nausea face going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, dude... uh, Okay, I I think it's a funny scene. I think it's a funny sequence, of okay. course. But unless it's Stand by Me, I don't need vomit in a movie. I I, I hate when vomit makes an appearance in a movie. It it's a uh, real slop bucket stuff it here. It is, and it's, it's pretty gross. And it's like like slapping the 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 the, the ground, it's splashing on people's uh, legs. God. It's, the one girl gets off the ride and just is co- it's, she's it's like Carrie I here. I know man. she's covered in this in this like brown sludge. It's just really gross. And you see the kids all holding their stomachs, getting off the ride, yeah, belching. Oh, it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> it is. And then after that, I think they say we're gonna stick to big league chew now. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they go to bazooka. Yeah, right. you know, there's a lot of like all this smoking and grown up smoking and uh-huh. uh, chewing tobacco. There's a lot of bad stuff in here for kids. You know, <laughs> right. you're right. Like, I don't think this could have been made today. <laughs> no, no. Uh, surprisingly, though, we never see Dennis Leary smoking. Oh yeah, you know, which yeah. is odd. Um, the the other the other major like set piece of the other vignettes is of Dennis course sorry yes. that's funny. <laughs> um, is when they go to the pool yes and uh, there is a lady a young lady a young high school girl named uh, Wendy Peppercorn yes played by Marley Shelton from Pleasantville mm-hmm. um, and I think Planet Terror as well or uh, oh she in that yeah or Grindhouse one of yeah the she's two? one of the Grindhouse okay. movies yeah. And she is an older girl who they all like fantasize about. Yeah. Uh, but specifically, Squints um, is, yeah. is the main guy who's who's deeply in love. And at one point, she is like applying suntan lotion to her legs, <laughs> and they're in the pool, like saying, "Oil your legs." Oh, oh, oh! They're like Squints is going oh, crazy. God, and they're lotioning, they're oh, oiling. They're practically masturbating in this pool <laughs> all together, like watching this girl do this. Yeah, group of nine. Yes, right there, just just all huddled together, and it's fine, whatever. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, like what is known as like a classic piece of kid cinema, and like especially this moment, it's unacceptable. Honestly, <laughs> when I mean. Squints assaults this girl. He does. You know? Yeah. I mean, she tries to pull away when he when she realizes he's not really drowning, and he grabs the back of her head and keeps it there. Right. He fakes drowning so that she will save him because she's the lifeguard, and she does mouth-to-mouth on him. This is problematic, yeah. everybody. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is. When you watch it in 2016, this does not work. I still love it, man. <laughs> oh, Dude, this move doesn't work at any time period. No, it okay? doesn't. You're right. You're right. It doesn't matter if it's 1962. Like, this doesn't fly. <laughs> no. No. Um, and, the, and they just get slapped on the wrist and thrown out of the pool, and then she falls in love with him. You it's know? disgusting. 
It's absolutely that that grin on his face is is disgusting. Oh yeah. And when yeah, like you said, they get eighty six from the pool or whatever, and they're thrown out. But then he goes back to the fence and is like looking at her, and she's kind of, uh, you know, still still kind of grossed out by it. But then she looks at him. And like they have, they exchange a look, and she kind of smirks because she kind of liked it. No, she didn't. This kid is, for one thing, eleven years old. Well, She's eighteen. <laughs> she didn't like any part of it. I mean, maybe it's, she's some kind of freak, dude. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Oh, oh, Christ! <laughs> I, I just, I, man. At, well, at the end of the movie, they're recapping what every what happened to all nine kids. Yeah. And when they get to Squints, they say Squints grew up and married Wendy Peppercorn. Bullshit. They had nine kids. Oh God. <laughs> That's the gag, right? There. I can't. I, and I know. Squints, man, he's, he's a little firecracker, I he, guess. Dude. I guess he is. Maybe he just has some good moves. Maybe he has genuine, like, like actual yeah. lady power. I, I don't know. I don't know. I love that character Squints, though. Okay. This little kid, I think, is hilarious. Yeah, he's good in the role. Chauncey yeah. Leopardi mm-hmm. plays Squints, and I, I like the character. I love all his dialogue. Yeah. He's like this little kid that thinks he knows everything. <laughs> right. He, I, he might be the number two. He, he yeah, could you, be the I, number I, two. Squints might be number two, yeah. Either the him or De Nunez. Well, uh, Kenny Kenny De Nunez, yeah, is probably the number two. He's got well, great skill in the on the field, you know, and, and yeah. So. He goes on to play AAA, I he believe. He does, so. right. He makes, he gets if a couple If you're talking about skill, AAA. he's definitely number two. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. But as far as like the, the brains and ideas, uh-huh. Squints has most of them. He does. And the, most of them are pretty bad. Yeah. So, Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they say they should just go knock on the door to get their ba- Babe Ruth baseball back. Yes. And Squints says, no way. <laughs> right. Mr. Myrtle's the meanest old man that ever lived. Old man Myrtle. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's the one who who puts the kibosh and just knocks on the door. And that's another one of those kids' legend things, you of know, course. like that guy will kill you if you knock on his door. Yes, he keeps kids in his basement. I can't. Uh, okay, let, let's. Can we just for a minute? Yeah. About about things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, can you can you try to think about what your what the level of your mind was like back then that you really did believe these things? Like like what 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 was it that that made us actually know. think that this stuff was true? And I wonder if I even truly believed it, yeah, or if I just kind of was going along with it because it was this fun little play we were yeah, doing, right? But I don't know. There was this one time when my my buddy Jeff was just in, extremely adamant that he was getting beat up by these invisible skeletons, <laughs> <laughs> and we, <laughs> the other three of us, were like, "Dude, you know it's fake, right?" <laughs> He's like, no, I'm kidding. Oh, they're kidding me. <laughs> like, okay, dude. <laughs> it was all right. He started smoking cigarettes pretty soon after that. So. <laughs> well, that's kind of extreme. It is extreme. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Invisible skeletons. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a whole crew of skeletons we were fighting all the time. Right. Yep. So... Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I truly believed it. Okay. Did you or I mean like th- well the 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 dojo thing I I totally swallowed. But but the, the other yeah. stuff of like like you know just uh, the old man Myrtle, Myrtle thing made me think about it because there was a moment where we had a similar experience with this guy who had this kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. shack looking place and and we, we thought the same thing. What what actually his tree was rigged with like shotguns in our head, you know, that, like if, if you <laughs> oh, walked man. too close it was going to, you know, you know, yeah. were gonna get it. It would fire, right? And I, I have no idea to this day why we, why we would do this or, or why we would think this. And 
the movie rings true that way in that you really did believe it, it, even if you whether you really believed it or not like it stopped you from doing something certainly yeah it, it was this weird taking action group think kind of yeah. thing that the kids which had. is really frightening i mean the, the idea that you have this hive mind um <laughs> you know where, 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 where you're so susceptible to stuff that's not real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah I guess kids are that way. Yeah, I, I, I guess if kids don't understand the real world, then then yeah, they they don't understand reality. That's probably why you get scared at horror movies when you're a kid. Yeah, it's I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I still get scared at some horror movies. Me too, but because yeah. they're done well. When yes. I was a kid, I'd get scared at any horror movie. A Hellraiser was very scary. Yes. I, I think that's a pretty good movie still. Oh, I do too. Have you watched it recently? Yes, it's, I have. Uh, not bad. Right. But but it really, it really, really terrified me to the point where I couldn't go to sleep, you know. Oh, yeah, saw, yeah, yeah. You know? And so, yeah. But I, not nowadays. No, exactly. Yeah. Now I can sleep. Pinhead does not give me nightmares. Man, that's a, that's a terrible movie for a kid to watch. Oh, my that's God. That's pretty freaking I, bad, dude. I, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had no business watching this movie when I was that age. But uh, Were you, you afraid know? of, like, Rubik's Cubes and of course, shit after that? Of like, course. <laughs> I, I had no clue. I mean, like, like anytime anything... Uh, I mean, I, I guess I, yeah, I was afraid that like that, that, that anything, um, I saw that was like heavy metal kind of influenced or whatever. Well, yeah. It was just, it was like, it just reminded me of, of that whole, you Well, know, and Clive motif. Barker got huge then. Of course. So like everything right. was Clive Barker. Yeah. So you were like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. So like Iron Maiden albums would scare me, you know, <laughs> like when I saw oh, them yeah, in the dude. store, you know, it was, yeah, pretty good stuff. I want to know who, who was your favorite of the kids? Uh, on there, but the, my favorite. Yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I guess it would have to be uh, Benny. Benny. Yeah. Okay. I I was I was like the other kids. Okay. Know, wanting to be Benny. Yeah. So, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I liked Squints a lot. Okay. Uh, but Benny is really, really good dude. He's he's and and he outruns the beast at the end. So I mean that's cool. I mean that that is about as like heroic as you can get. And he does this this heroic beast escape um <laughs> after he has himself a dream in which television's yeah. art lafleur uh walks in mm-hmm. playing babe ruth in kind of like he, he first he's in black and white um almost like he's being tuned in uh uh-huh. like he's, he's staticky and then he when he walks into the room he is now like like live oh yeah because he's in the closet at yeah. first and he walks in right okay and the babe inspires benny yeah. to actually go after the ball after the gang and benny had given up on getting it back yeah. So then he straps on some new PF flyers <laughs> yeah. and jumps the fence, gets the ball, jumps back out. After this nice like Mexican standoff here with Yeah. The, well it's cool. only two people, but uh you know. It's a Wild <laughs> West standoff. Yeah, here, a yeah. showdown after the ball. Right. And right. Benny gets it, gets away, the beast breaks loose. Yeah. And the chase is on. Mm-hmm. So and it's only he's only going after Benny. Because right. uh I guess he wants that ball back. Because he just likes baseballs. And yeah, he, he he's likes a beast he, who he, likes baseballs. I mean, he's a dog who likes, <laughs> you know, when you give him a ball. So he right. likes it, you know? <laughs> I love how that's what it all just boils down that's to. That's it. It's just a dog that likes balls. I mean, <laughs> yes, that's... I know. That's every dog. Exactly. <laughs> and as, a, you know, Benny is chased by the beast through the whole town. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the gang is, is, like, hot on the trail, too, like, like chasing him down, uh, trying to make sure everything's okay. And then for... I, I, can you try to explain to me why does Benny ask them to meet them to meet him at the Sandlot? Like, what is the reason for that? Just I guess because the, he's r- gonna run back there to trap the beast back in the yard. I don't know. Okay, so I, I think and the then he needs their help. Of, maybe. Okay, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Okay, that's got to be it. Okay, because that's where he runs to 
Yeah. He runs back to the beast's home. He does. Right. So to the lair. I, that's got to be the plan. Okay. That's tough. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still, I'm still trying to figure out what the, what the strategy behind that was, but yeah, but yeah, they end up like going back to, um, w- you know, where that happened. And, um, at one point the beast is then trapped under the fence because of all the kind of, you know, yeah, it's stuff been that jostled happens. a little right. too much. Right. And the the fence lands on him, and he's he's wailing, and they find out that this is just a dog. I mean, it's a big dog, but it's just a dog. And yeah. Smalls says, oh, man, he's hurt. Help me out. Help me lift this fence. And the boys learn a lesson about, you know, yeah. what, what their mind, mind playing tricks on them. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the beast ends up just giving some kisses to Smalls. Yes, in, um, in a wonderful moment. And then the beast shows them where his baseball collection is, and he it's now they can play great. forever, man. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really good. Yep, it's an awesome dog too. I love that dog. I, I just th- that dog is so cool. And you know? and one kind of thing they throw in is that well, the beast <clears throat> is named Hercules. Yeah, and Benny said something about how Babe Ruth was like Hercules. Yeah, and it's it's the script trying to throw some kind of meaning in there. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're trying to make a connection <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I don't I don't get it, but right there you go. <laughs> so they return the beast to James Earl Jones, a blind man. And he tells him, well, why didn't you knock on my door? And everyone yells at Squint. Yep. Um, and it's hilarious. And then <laughs> he tells him to come in and talk baseball with him. And it turns out he used to play with Babe Ruth back in the day. Yes. And he has an awesome collection himself. Of all the different types of memorabilia, he has a ball that was signed by the 27 Yankees. The whole team. The whole team. Now that's a ball. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's a ball. That's where you, you know, it's got everything you want. And... He very generously gives the this twenty seven Yankees ball to uh, to Smalls in exchange for the ball that that Hercules uh, kind of slobbered up that yeah. had Babe Ruth's autograph. Yeah, um, and he says he wants them to come talk baseball with them every week. Yes, he, that that's that's the trade, and and they're glad to do it because they 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 love doing this, and this guy just needs some companionship. Yeah, hopefully um, this isn't like a Buffalo Bill situation. Oh, Christ. Well, the house looks similar, so, you know, you, you don't know. There's malls everywhere. Yeah, exactly. There's a well in the... <laughs> oh, man. James Earl Jones. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, so the powerful. beast is quite a little bigger than Bill's dog, though. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Was it Princess or Precious? It was uh, Princess. I think. No, it was... Qu- wasn't Queenie, was it? No, no it wasn't Queenie. It might have been Precious. God, pr- who I don't know. We just talked about this a couple months. It ago. It was Princess, but like okay. I, 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 Queenie, I had mixed up. There, there's another dog that looks exactly like Buffalo Bill's dog named Queenie in The Burbs with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I, he's Gail Gordon's dog in that movie. So who, and it, yeah. and it digs up that like like forearm. Is that the dog? Uh, that's Vince. Okay, v- Vince digs up the femur. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that was uh, yeah, that's Tom Hanks' dog. <laughs> How many times have you seen the birds? Oh God, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been it, it's, it's. I like the birds. Oh yeah, double yeah. digits definitely. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, so that's kind of the end of the movie. And then uh, Bill is um kind of mad, but he's he's a pure dickhead, and he's like, <laughs> okay, sweet, I got a better ball. Yeah. So I'm not mad at you. So that's your reason for hating Bill? No, I hate Bill because he's a complete dick. Who doesn't care about his wife or his son at all. That's true. Or his stepson. Yeah. And there's a sequence when he's trying to teach him ball, mm-hmm. like how to play catch. Yeah. And Bill's like, well, I, I got to do work, which I can understand. I have to do that sometimes. Yeah. My kid wants to play. I got to do stuff. Sorry. But every time he's like, well, can you teach me to play catch? And he's like, yeah, but I'll do it later. Uh-huh. 
And who knows how many times that happened. Right. Uh, then when they're out playing catch, he's kind of treating them like shit. Like, I can't believe you're not catching this ball. <laughs> I can't believe you're not throwing this ball right. Okay. He's supposed to teach them. Yeah, that's what you're there dick. for. Right, right. And then he hits them in the eye with that curveball on purpose. Why did he throw a curve? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, catching a curveball is, yeah. is a different skill. I don't know why he would throw and, a curve. And the but, real you know. thing that makes him a huge dick is at the end, they're all friends and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's only because Scotty likes baseball now and is good at it. It's not because Bill is a better person. He's still a dick. <laughs> Scotty just likes baseball and is better at it now. That's the only reason. If Mad Men has taught us anything, it's that everybody in that era yeah. was kind of a dick. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe the Sandlot was ahead of that with like just showing what men were like, what what grown men, grown white men in, in the 50s yeah, and 60s. Yeah, hair. And- yeah, just like they, they, they all kind of had this this just... Uh, it probably hasn't changed in our era either, but I mean, like, it, it's all just just focusing on work and nothing else, and being kind of neglectful to your children. And yeah. as long as you're not hitting them and abusing them, everything's fine. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Then I, it's okay. Right. 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 Sure. I don't know. Did you think Bill was a dick? I didn't think he was as much of a dick as you did. Okay. Um, I, but I did have one other beef with the movie. Okay. With James Earl Jones, when they first go into Old Man Myrtle's house and they make that deal with him about you know that stuff. I know what your beef is. Why they had a chance to teach kids about segregation and they didn't do it. They show a picture of like they've grafted like young James Earl Jones face onto a guy's body. And he's standing there with his arms around Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth Mm -hmm. sometime in the 30s. There is never one mention of James Earl Jones character being not allowed to play Major League Baseball. Yeah. He says that his career ended when he took a fastball to the head and it blinded him. Now, I'll give it one thing. De Nunez has a KC Monarchs hat on. Oh, he does? Yes. Wow. So that that's one... That's cool. It, that, that's one thing I'll and give him to him. De Nunez is a black kid. He's the only African-American kid in, in, on, in the sandlot. In like the whole know. movie, I think, almost. Is he really? It look, I think so. Okay, yeah, pro- yeah probably so. I don't know, man. Because the Tigers didn't have any. Uh, it didn't have. They were all white kids, so you know. But I. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is really the white barbecue backyard suburbia. It back is. Then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There was so. always. Yeah. That. That. That's how it was. Right. But um, like I see. Yeah. I. I just. That's. That's a problem, and I think it's. Yeah. It's a pretty glaring problem, and I can't believe they didn't do something about it and realize what they were doing, like having James Earl Jones spin this tale about. How he was, you know, like just, he was gonna, he was gonna be in the majors. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was not gonna be in the majors. He was going to be playing probably in the Negro leagues, and they didn't do anything about it. That 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 pissed me off. I think they could have thrown it in mm-hmm. without worrying about it because I agree. Like, there's stuff in here that adult situation type stuff. Of course, like the, the chewing tobacco and yes, the smoking hot babe they're jerking <laughs> off to like. Yeah. They're yeah, talking they about Playboy magazines. Exactly. Like they can throw this in, and this is important. And this stuff. is something that actually would teach a child something about the world. Like we talked about with the other stuff we, you know, we touched on this show. I mean, like this is a this was a glaring, uh, you know, <laughs> gaping hole in this movie where I just was like, what the? I can't imagine your face. Your, your yeah, your jaw was probably on the floor. It like was. what? Yes, and I'd forgotten until I just was like, oh my god, they really fucked that up. You know, and shame on them for doing so. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's it. 
that, that, that that's the one really horrible non-movie thing I problem I have with the movie. Yeah. Any more beefs with the movie? Oh sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you want to go into them uh, or I mean, should we? I, I guess I just I still don't know why they didn't just let Arliss Howard narrate the film. Instead, uh, the director narrated himself. Oh, is that what happened? Yes. Oh, um, I didn't know that. It, it makes no sense to have like Arliss Howard plays the grown-up version of Smalls. Yeah, the movie's book ended with um, right before a pro baseball game and the yes. like a big moment of a pro baseball game. Right. Are he uh, apparently Scotty has gone on to become like an announcer, play-by-play man. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because Vin Scully would be calling the play-by-play for the L.A. Dodgers, but whatever. That's another baseball thing you picked up, right? I, I, it, <laughs> That's, uh, how it, do you know the play-by-play dude, for every team? Vin Scully has been the play-by-play man from <laughs> since they were in Brooklyn. Okay. Everybody knows this. You know, anybody? Uh, I didn't know this. Oh, man. I'm, okay. All right, Dave. Uh, right, but dude. this is what I love about you is you of know course. this stuff. Sure, right. <laughs> That's why I picked this movie because I knew yeah. you'd be able to just dissect this Absolutely. from a baseball standpoint. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, and I did so, and you know, it's it's it was and it, it got a lot of stuff right. It just had some issues, and, right? And and this whole thing of Arliss Howard not narrating the movie, I. I the, the 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 guy did a pretty good job. David Mickey uh, David I, Mickey Evans. David Mickey Evans. He he's pretty good, and he's almost like a like Gene Shepard sometimes with his with his narration. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, you know, Arliss Howard is a pretty great actor, and mm-hmm. I don't know why they wouldn't have just you know like used what they had instead of just having him give thumbs up to mm-hmm. uh, Mike Vitar's older brother playing the older version of himself. Is that who it is? Yeah, it's uh, Pablo Vitar. I didn't know Pablo was in <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Pop. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he steals home. Yeah. And um it's a it's a wondrous moment they thumbs up each other. Right. So that's what I would do if I just stole home, you know, Me on a professional too. team. I would thumbs up the play by play guy. <laughs> the first thing I would do once I slide into home, thumbs up, buddy. Which doesn't also doesn't make any sense <laughs> though, because like okay, if it's it, it it looks like it's about thirty years later because Arliss Howard is clearly you know like in his early forties, so he's the same age as Benny. Why would Benny be pinch running at age forty two? One for one thing. Maybe he's just that good. Is he just? I mean, that he's fast? been built up to be like the ultimate ball player. You I know, guess, so like maybe, yeah. You know, if you put logic on it, yeah, it ruins it, Dave. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I suppose so. Which is hard to do. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Uh, right. We we always look at these movies with a little bit of logic, and sometimes it ruins them. Oh, sure. The the other only other beef I had was with Benny's nickname. Uh, the Jet? Be- yeah, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. There's a Benny the Jet Urquidez, who okay. is a famous uh, kickboxer and also a uh, martial arts choreographer in films. Um, he's, okay. He's fought Jackie Chan in several Hong Kong movies. Awesome. Um, was he on Who Am I? He was not in Who Am I. Okay, okay. I was looking for him there, but he wasn't around. <laughs> okay, sweet. Right. <laughs> he was in Gross Point Blank, though. Okay. Uh, he fights John Cusack in that uh, hallway. But but he's Benny the Jet Urquidez, and he definitely predates this movie. So I th- I don't know if they stole his last name or if they just didn't know who he was. Maybe it's a coincidence. But it's possible, yeah. Stole his nickname, I should say, not his last name. All right. Well, Dave, do you have anything else to say about this before we wrap it up? I don't think so. No, uh, I think this is a yeah. I have no other beefs. Definitely, I, I think I'm good too. Yeah. Um. So, would you recommend it? Yes, I guess I would. Okay. Yeah. I I was I was kind of like going back and forth of whether I would or not, but I mean, yeah. I it, for the most part, this is this is a sixty percent movie. You know. Yeah, it's a pretty good look at 
childhood nostalgia. Yeah. I guess you can mm-hmm. you can say like you mentioned Stand by Me. Right. It's one of those kind of movies. This one's a little more kiddie than Stand it by is, Me yes. is. You know. Right. But if you like that or like the Goonies and that kind of stuff, yes. like you might like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would recommend it too. Like right. you could probably tell the whole time. I, I love oh, this yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, my son loves it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's and, good. And I can tell, I can totally understand this being a total like VHS classic, you know, of just like you watched it every day. And oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. I think I had it in a clamshell. Wow. Yeah. That's sharp. Yeah. <laughs> so after we fought the skeletons, we'd come in and watch the Sandlot, dude. No doubt, man. <laughs> All right. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it best way to get more dudes listening to the dudes join the dude army mm-hmm. um, if you don't use iTunes you can get it anywhere else you get a podcast and rate it and review it there and, and you know share it from there you know spread the love um, you can also go to dudesonmovies.com and you can find everything you'll need right there yes and also find us on Facebook uh, just search for dudes on movies and send us an email if you like dudesonmovies at gmail.com we'd love to have a conversation with the listeners and um you know, we also post a lot of like supplemental stuff about movies on Facebook too. Yeah, let us know what your favorite team is. T- favorite like baseball movie baseball team? team? Oh, no, okay. just just anything baseball. All right, fine. Okay, Any sports? Yeah. Send us anything you want. Well, send us oh, anything. Man. Yeah, just just talk to us for God's <laughs> sake. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, stay tuned next week when we'll dis- discuss 2002 City of God, directed by Fernando Marias, starring Alexander Rodriguez and Leonardo. Firmino? Leandro Firmino. Oh, Leon- I, oh I spelled it wrong. Oh, that's sorry. Right. Yeah. This is going to be our first foreign language film, folks, so mm-hmm. get ready for that. Thanks for listening. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>